Hey, hey guys, it's Tim Gillette with the Tim Gillette Show, and we are back with another episode of the Tim Gillette Show. And I have someone who I'm going to find out about today. You know, the great thing about knowing as many people as, you know what I mean, that I know and connected to in the speaker, coach, all right, marketing world. And sometimes I actually get connected to people who I know who are online marketers. Sometimes it's offline marketers. And sometimes it's, you know, friends of friends. And today's one of those cases. All right. Someone said, you need to be on Tim's show. So Kathy did. She put the form in. She put it out. And I went, yeah, you'd be great. Come on on the show. So I don't know anything about Kathy. So I'm going to find it out on today's show. But I do know because she's associated with some good people that she's someone that you got a guy's got to know as well as me. Because number one, I found out she's on my friend Raven's uh, 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 radio network. So I'm sure that's going to be some interesting stories. Um, but there's some other things I'm sure we're going to find out. So let's bring Kathy Sexton on the line. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Tim. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, uh, how, how many days are you locked inside now? <laughs> and still smiling. March, March 13th. I don't keep count. <laughs> I'm just glad that someone's running today. <laughs> Have you seen the meme with, uh, I don't know if you're into comedies, but the meme with Bill Murray from Groundhog Day? Well, it's quarantine day again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, uh, Kathy, I don't know anything about you. I get to find out about you. And create content while doing it. I love it. This is my favorite thing in life. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So tell me about you. All right. Where 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 do you live? All right. And what you do? I live in St. Louis, Missouri, and um, I am a productivity and profit specialist, working okay. with entrepreneurs. I call them stresspreneurs, who are generally overworked, overwhelmed, and underpaid. <laughs> Uh-huh, 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 yeah. I get, wait a minute, aren't, aren't we all underpaid? Uh, oh, wait a minute, uh, different, I'm sorry, different group of people. Um, so anyway, you know what I mean? Where did you come up with that term? What made you come up with that term? That's an interesting story. So I am working on an online courses and, you know, decided that I'm, I call myself a reforming workaholic. And I felt like, I could best serve those type of people, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I was interviewing about 20, 25 small business owners and just with words, because I was just trying to figure out what words I should use in my marketing, as you well know, right? Mm -hmm. And no one related to the work. I mean, I wouldn't say no one, but very few related to the work workaholic. But they related to being stressed, overwhelmed, overworked, um, exhausted, you know, just on and on and on. And I realized, okay, I've probably a different generation. It's, you know, workaholics kind of, you know, in the frame of a nine to five job. So I need to find a word. And I was in a, uh, at an event and there was, we were having a group round table and I told them and they said, well, what are, you know, how do you help people? And, and I came, you know, we were talking about the stress that small business owners are in. And that's when it came to me, stresspreneurs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's because I, I was always, the, you know, we always used to use the term entrepreneur. All right. Uh, but I've never heard stresspreneurs. I thought, so I thought it was interesting, you know. Um, so I'm curious, these stresspreneurs, these are people who actually are in business. They just probably are overworking themselves, correct? Correct. They're overworking, wearing way too many hats, no work-life balance. And 
in most cases, not even paying themselves as they're doing all that. Oh, wait, we're supposed to get paid to do this? Oh, <laughs> I thought this was for fun. No. Because um, I would want to stress myself out for fun. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, do, we do, we get stressed out. All right. Uh, but you know, then again, I'm an entrepreneur and I have been my whole life, uh, Kathy. And I think about that when you say the stresspreneur, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life because I don't want to get a 40 hour week job. So I'll work 80, 90 hours a week because I don't want that job. So how would you classify someone like me in that? Well, I don't, I don't really know that it's when you're working that many hours, right? Because mm -hmm. I think those of us who are entrepreneurs, we're doing our passion, we're doing what we love. So the hours really don't come into conflict, except that when we're not having time for our families, when we're not, you know, having time for our self-care, when we're just constantly going down that road of, you know, just hitting the road all the time, um, not feeling like we're getting where we want to go and really, truly not having the work-life balance that we really need. Not that I really like that word because I don't, but I think it's more of a juggling act, but we have to be taking care of ourselves. We have to be enjoying what we're doing. And uh -huh. when we're stressed all the time, we don't, we start regret, you know, and I don't know if regretting is a word, but we start feeling, you know, why am I doing all this if I'm not, getting what I need from the outcome of it. So I think the key word that you brought up there is happy with what you're doing. Cause you know, um, you know, years ago, uh, I was on a panel with someone and they, that was the first question I said, so what's your definition of work like balance? And all five of us were like, apparently you don't love what you do. I mean, it, it was like a uniform thing, but all of us were happy with what we were doing. And all of us in a way had a balanced life. Now I'm not going to say it was perfect, we're never perfect, right? Right. But how do we, if we've gotten, say, out of balance or we've gotten unhappy, what are the, the, the things that you're helping people do to get back to happy? So the first thing is to really remember why we're doing what we're doing. I mean, you know, it is coming back to our why. And our why might have changed from when we first started our business. I know my mine has. And it's really about, you know, why are we doing this? And then where are we spending our time? Are we spending our time on the things that we're good at and that we love doing? Or are we spending our time on those things that maybe somebody else should be doing? <laughs> um, and then are you having enough time that you want with your family, your friends, socially, whatever that looks like for you? Mm -hmm. Well, I love how you say that, that sometimes the why has changed. Um, and I find it interesting because I myself, again, I mean, over the past two years, I stopped going like, you know what I mean? I wasn't, I'm no longer chasing, say, uh, you know, the new mansion or the fancy Lamborghini, which I really never was chasing. <laughs> but uh, but I, I became mission driven. Is that something you address with your clients? All right. Is do you have a mission? Do you have a purpose behind why you get up and do what you do every day? Yeah, I love to know what, you know, what keeps them. Why do they get up? Why do they start, you know, working, you know, or why are they working all these sometime hours? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not that they they are working, uh, having a, a work life balance type or that juggling acts okay for them. 
but then they're not paying themselves. So it really is trying to find out what they want and what they need to do, what, what they want to do differently. What, mm -hmm. what is that thing that's holding them back? What is that thing that's making them feel heavy? What's that thing weighing them down? And that's kind of where I start with. And for some people, it is the working too many hours. Other people, it's I'm working all this time. I'm doing what I love, but I'm not making enough money mm -hmm. to support my family. It could yeah. be any of those. But like, you know, let's take it down the lines of like, I'm not making enough money because I've been there, not making enough money to support your family. I mean, when, when I was younger, I mean, I struggled to build a business, right? Um, and it, which ended up uh, in divorce. And then my my business after divorce, then I had, it's weird. I had more money than I had places to spend it, but I was miserable. I hated life. Mm -hmm. So I can see extremes, right? All right. And have you had that where you've helped clients go, okay, well, let me help you fix this. And now they've overcompensated. I hate to use that word, but overcompensated and gone the other direction. Um, I haven't seen that really extreme like that, but I have seen people who felt like, you know, I really want this change, but then they aren't willing to do the work to do it. Mm hmm. Um, and I think, again, like you said, you know, you were working a whole lot and then you had this event in your life and then you had all this money, but you didn't have the other things you needed, mm -hmm. you know. So it really I haven't seen that extreme, but it's really about what the interesting thing is, what they think is the problem generally isn't really the real problem. Mm -hmm. So as we dig deeper and we figure out, you know, what's really, you know, the problem, it usually comes down to they're overworking themselves or they're not paying themselves. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, I mean, maybe to get, in, get into personality issues, maybe they have an addictive personality or, or do you help with people on the personal side or do you have other coaches that you connect with on that? I do uh, have a variety of coaches that I work with and can offset if somebody needs help, but it always comes to personal, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, really when you start thinking, because one of my first questions is, okay, so what do you want out of this? What, you know, why are you working? What are you doing that? It's part of your why, but really it's, you know, you can't set any business goals if you don't know what you want personally. Yeah. Yeah. So it really does involve. And usually when we start getting into things, then the personal life winds up coming into it. I'm definitely not a social, you know, uh, a psychologist or anything like that. But um, it's more around, you know, how we're living our lives and are we being true to ourselves and are we being, doing that self-care we need? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I recall, uh, you know, I, I always thought this was kind of me. Uh, and I want to wonder if, if you've had it with some of your clients was I remember watching a movie uh, in the early 2000s and there was this character in the movie who his girlfriend asks him, well, what is it that you want out of life? And he says, I I'm happy just being able to live on my own two feet. All right. And that was me at one point in time. I think that's where I got to the point where I built that business where I had more money was when I started it. I, I was just happy to be on my own two feet. So then I became a workaholic. How many people come to you with that? I mean, it's like, well, yeah, I want this. And then they, I mean, like, I, I guess I kind of asked this earlier, but kind of in a way, but then they take it to an extreme. And then you got to go, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, really back in, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think it really comes to then. So why are you doing that? You know what? Again, why are you, why are you doing what you're doing? 
Mm-hmm. It, I think it always comes back. That's the key thing to keep in front of you. And and then where do you want to go? Where, you know, what is that? Even though it's going to change, but what is that big goal? What is that end point that you're trying to reach? Which mm-hmm. we know that that's going to change into something else if, if when and if we reach it. But we need to know where we're going with it and not just to be working. Yeah. not just to be making money. We need to know there's something more there than that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's, and let's, let me, can, let me take it a little different area too, Kathy, because right now there's a lot of people who are, um, they're home working and maybe they're working because of the fact that, you know what I mean? They're like, well, I'm going to do whatever the boss says. Cause I, I can't afford to lose this job right now. All right. Um, you know, in some cases they're work at home people. What is your advice to them right now? I mean, because they're going, well, you know, I have to be stressed because I've got to keep this job. Well, so if, you know, if they're trying to get, you know, say maybe they're wanting to do something on the side or they're wanting to build a, a business on the side, it's just about setting certain amount of time aside. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's because you're being stressed because of the job that you have and who you are, then you need to think about what really does your future look like and where do you want to go with it? So do I want to stay in this position? Do I want to stay working in this right now? I have to, cause I need to feed my family or whatever that might look to, but start thinking about what is it that really is in here? What, what am I really passionate about? And can I go in a different direction? Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and part of it is, is like, you know, there are people right now who are home and, you know, doing anything they can as entrepreneurs and the income dried up mm-hmm. because of our current circumstances in our world with, with the, you know, the virus and the pandemic going around. Um, so that's a whole different realm of stress. Um, how are you, how are you helping your clients deal with this? Well, um, and I really created it for um, everybody, but I've created what I call the D stress zone. Mm -hmm. So it's a page on my website that's, I'm just giving out free resources so that um, to help people right now, because we are stressed because we're in this moment of uncertainty And the best thing that the way I've helped my clients and the way the people that I've talked to during this is this is a time of really a rebirth for all of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And rebuilding. And for if it's because you're a business owner and you're you know, your business is drying up. What can you do to reinvent yourself? You know, that pivot that everybody's talking about. But really is about restarting, rebooting. Maybe we need to change our business model. Maybe we need to start doing more online that we haven't before. Maybe we need a new audience. But this is the time to do what you can do because we have this time, moment in time, that kind of the world's standing still in so many ways that this is the time to take advantage of. And not get past this and say, oh, look, I had all that time to be doing something and we're not. Mm-hmm. And when you're thinking about the stress, make sure that you're, you know, the few things that I say, be have a routine. Don't mm-hmm. be sleeping till whatever, you know, get up at a normal time, get dressed as you're going to work, go to bed at a good time. And really the key, I think the key to all of this right now is being positive mm-hmm. um, and grateful. You know, grateful that hopefully no one in the audience has been connected with someone who's passed during this because of this 
horrific thing, but um, it's gotten a little bit too close for my comfort. I have no friends who's had um, people pass, but this is a serious thing and it's out of our control. The only thing we can control is our time, what we do with it, how we, you know, our self-management of our time, what we can do with our money, how we spend it, how we make it, all that type of thing, what we can do with our energy. Those are the, and then how we react. Those are the only things we have control over. Mm -hmm. So to stress about what's happening in the outside world for us is really not beneficial. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, well, you know, Kathy, I, 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 I assume that um, this wasn't something you always did. I assume there was a, a path that led you to this. A story, if we might. All right. Yes. yes. What, what's the story about why you got to this and how you got to this yourself? Okay. So I basically was an accountant by trade, 30 plus years uh, in accounting, and I started having health issues. And at one point I was rushed to the hospital. They thought I was having a heart attack. Um, wound up after many, many tests, then put on a monitor for 30 days to find out there was nothing wrong with my heart. Mm -hmm. It was stress related. And then um changed jobs and got into another job. And then I eventually was diagnosed with a life-threatening disease that basically is brought on and induced by stress. Wow. And that was the wake-up call. The first one should have been the wake-up call. It kind of was for a while, but then I went back to old patterns. And I realized that my family was the most important thing to me. And I wanted to be around to see my daughter graduate high school and college. And, and you know, what was I doing? And that's when I really learned that I was actually working harder versus smarter. Basically, mm -hmm. I was coming into work early and early, staying later and later. And I realized I had to learn to do and work differently. Mm -hmm. And I had to recognize that I was a workaholic. I was always trying to please everybody else. I was always trying to prove myself. And um, then basically a client fell in my lap is really what happened. And um, because I always get asked, you know, well, why did you start your own business? Because isn't that stressful? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's my stress. I can, mm -hmm. I have control over it. Yeah. I have control over who I work with, who I don't work with, what I do. And um, in the corporate world, I didn't have that. So I started a small, I started a bookkeeping business for small business owners. And that's when I realized they needed so much more help than just bookkeeping. They had no systems and processes in place because small business owners for the, you know, the majority of them go into business because of their passion or something they love or, um, you know, for the freedom, whatever that is, but then they don't know how to run a business. They just know their craft and their, you know, their skills and their talents. And I realized that I could help them in more ways than just accounting. And then through a few years of that, I realized the coaching was really where I was feeling that I was accomplishing more than I was um, with the accounting work. And so I went into totally all coaching and um, speaking and training type things. And then um, probably about seven years ago, I realized small business owners um, and then I related to my own story. You know, in the beginning, I was I didn't tell that story. I didn't yeah. relate to why I was so attracted to these people. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And now, and then when I realize why, because I don't want them to go down the same road as I went. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's kind of my story. And that's why I do what I do. And I'm passionate about what I do, because I just don't want people to go down that road if they can avoid it. it it's almost like, you know, what I mean, once you became, uh, you know what I mean, mission driven, you had something that drove you to, to, to solve this problem, not just for yourself, but for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. yeah. I see that so often in all the people I interview on the show here. And that's usually the case. It's like, you know what I mean? Yep. This was the problem. Yep. I was going down that hill. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. Other people want help in this area that I figured out. Maybe I should help. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works a lot of times. (laughs) Yep. yep. So, uh, and and it's so cool to see the story because almost always there's a story behind it. There's a reason behind when they do, but there are people out there who basically want to go, um, they want to go. They want to go try something. Like, oh, I, I, I want to be in business, and they don't have a why behind it. And are those the ones that you see that get stressed? Because basically, I want to be in business, but I have no clue how I'm going to make it profitable, how I'm going to make money, and they ended up sticking more fire or more sticks and more fires that they don't know what which ones to tend to. Is that the type of client you you meet? No, because those are the type of people that are going to fail fast. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen them fail fast, and I just curious how many of them reach out to you like they do. <laughs> but um, you know, sometimes it's because they're in desperation. But then most of the time, people are reaching out to me because they know they can do something differently. That they know there's I, I need to grow my business, or I need to take my business, and I know I just need some help doing it. So mm-hmm. those are the people that are coming to me. That you know. And maybe they're not getting paid, you know, but they, you know, they're, they're keeping their business afloat, but mm-hmm. they are, they're wanting more, something more. So if it's growing their business or more time with their family or making more money, those are the people that finally eventually say, I need help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and, and sometimes we have to be pushed to the edge to actually go, okay, I need help. Um, you know what I mean? Even, you know, even I've been through that too, where basically I waited till I was almost out of resources to go, okay, uh, help, uh, help, uh, help. Uh, yeah. Um, so you've had a story. This is what, what got you to be there. All right. You figured it out. You've started now helping other people do it. I got to ask, cause I ask this a lot is, is there a mentor or someone in your past, maybe childhood, teenage years, something like that, that said something that, that, that has made you driven throughout the years? Um, I did have, um, you know, uh, a mentor in, I guess, younger years. I never really looked at them as a mentor, but um, they really, you know, I guess believed in me more than anything. They believed in me. Um, I do have two mentors now that um, really have helped me go down the road I want to go to because they've done it. One is, um, you know, I wouldn't be a speaker if it wasn't for my dear friend, Lethe Owens, but, um, you know, she's a mentor and a friend and, um, she has guided me along the way. And then I have another one, Bill Burnett, and he is just, um, I guess we think a lot like, and so that helps, you know, so, um, somebody I can reach out to when, because he understands the way I think. So that it's been very, very helpful. I mean, yeah. And, and for me, I, I always looked at that too, is like, you know what I mean? When I was younger, you know, I never thought that they were a mentor, but boy, that it just, what they st- said stuck in the head and it made me continue and move on. And, um, 
But I remember as I got into this industry and the speaking and coaching, um, you know what I mean? Having to find people to help me do it. Um, You know, I got one great word of advice that says do it. But at that point in time, he was done teaching and helping people because he mentally and physically was not able. And I was lucky enough. I had his son on my show yesterday, but um, and 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 it was great to do that. But, you know, you got to move on and find other mentors. And it seems like you found two others yourself. All right. Um, How long have you been working with your two current mentors or coaches that did you have? Uh, The two current ones. um Probably, I would say fifteen years for one and ten the other. Oh wow! So you know, this is this is a serious relationship. Okay, yeah, it's outlasted. Mm-hmm. It's outlasted my two first marriages. <laughs> Not my second one. My second one's going to last. Long, our third one's going to last longer than ever. So yeah, I'm just. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's it's funny that you know what I mean. Some people usually, when they find the person that works and clicks with them, how far they go with it. And I found it interesting that you've, you've got them then both long-term. Are you having clients are now that are now sticking with you long-term? All right. Because they're going, Kathy's the one for me. Um, yeah. I have a client that I've been working for solidly working for. I, I'll have clients come and they'll get their stuff together and then they kind of go away and then they'll come back. But mm-hmm. I've had one that I've been working on. It's go, It's a little over five years now straight nonstop. Cool. Yeah. And he just considers me part of the, part of the team. And that's how he tells other people, you know, is my business coach. And, you know, she, uh, she keeps us going. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, that's been very, very, and really interesting. He is the one that, because he kept on calling me a business coach and I never called myself a business coach because I didn't see myself in that. But then when I realized I was helping him with all that, not, you know, every aspect, but a lot of different aspects in his business. Mm -hmm. And that's truly when I re-embraced the accounting part of my business, Mm -hmm. you know, because most coaches are going down one way or the other. And I tend to be able, because I understand the accounting so well Mm -hmm. that I can help them with that too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, and it, and it's funny you say that because yeah, my mentor is, you know, what I mean, it's it's like me. He's he's in marketing, and I'm a marketing, you know, consultant and coach, and he is in marketing. But yet, I, there's life things I ask him about too, and it's 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 interesting mm-hmm. how when you tap into the right sources, you really plug into the right sources and you take things from them. Um, have um, have you reached? I mean, this is a reversal too for me, and and maybe it's happened to you. Have you had your clients where you go, you know what I mean? Well, maybe I need to ask them for the advice on this now. There has been in some areas because there are areas that I haven't, I didn't know have much knowledge of. Mm-hmm. Right. And I also, as a coach, have coaches. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's even though I have, I've got mentors, but I also have coaches. And, and, and this is the interesting thing that was said to me one time. And that was really by one of my mentors. She said, if you don't invest in yourself, why would anybody else invest in you? Yeah, I've, I've used that line a lot. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, it, it was an eye opener for me because, you know, in the beginning I thought, oh, I can't afford to hire a coach or I can't afford to do that. I got to do it on my own, like most you know entrepreneurs when they're first starting out. But I soon realized the more I invested in myself, invested in my company, and got the right people on board, the better off things went into a much higher level. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and it's funny, you know. I mean, we, you know, in the coaching realm and speaking realm, we hear that word invest, and so often I think when you first come into this this world that we're in, you think it's about money. It's not about money always. Mm-hmm. Half the time, it's about willing to put in to do the work. The, the money, time, the, the energy. Money. And money, yeah. the time, energy, and money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It usually means, I mean, usually when you put the money in is when you'll do the other work. Did you ever notice right. that? <laughs> uh, yeah, when you're money. paying somebody to beat you up, right? You're willing to do their work. Yeah, yeah. Once, you, once you've put the money in, it's like, okay, now I'll do the work, all right? Because I want to get my money's work. But up until then, it really, it wasn't about the money. It was about you doing the work. <laughs> right. But it took money to get you to do the work. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I find that funny because I do find it. I, I do see it to be true yeah. all the time. Oh, all the time. Um, have you ever had to have uh, with some of your clientele, have you ever had to had the hard conversation of, you know, Hey, this isn't working. And let me tell you why conversations. It's like, you know, it's, it, it's almost like the, we need to talk conversations. <laughs> do you have them with some of your clients or have you ever had to have them that get that bad that you had to have them? Yes, I, I have. And, you know, I think in the beginning, we tend to take clients that we shouldn't take. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of it. But one of my very first clients was with me for and this was when I had started accounting, was with me for years and years. And then one day he kind of made a demand on me. And I said, oh, I think it's time for you to find someone else to help you. And it came out of my mouth before I even realized I, I hadn't even thought it, I, it just came out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And he was probably as shocked as I was because I was like, oh my God, what did I just say? Mm-hmm. You know, But it was the best thing I could have done for myself. Mm-hmm. And then there's been other clients, especially in this coaching world who aren't gonna, they're just not gonna do the work. Mm-hmm. They say they want it, you know, but there's always excuses. They're always, you know, complaining about, Oh, woe is me, but they're not willing to do the work. And if we want change, we have to be willing to put in the work to change. If it's our mindset, if it's our actions, all of that, we have to be willing to do it if we want something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to keep doing the same thing I can do, but tell me, <laughs> you know, if I pay you money, you're going you're gonna to fix it so I, I, get, I get the rewards for not doing the work. And it's like, no, it don't work that way. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I tell people I don't have a magic wand or a magic bullet to, to make it, you know, yeah. just to make it easy, just like, you know, with marketing, like with what you do, you know, we somebody has to be doing the work to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. It's coach, not cheerleader. Uh, <laughs> right. That was the one I used to use. Uh, but when I was in the auto industry, it's it's called mechanic, not magician. Yeah, yeah. You got to fix it. All right. You just don't magically go abracadabra. <laughs> oh. uh, so I, I told you this was going to be a fun episode. <laughs> Wonderful. So, uh, yeah. fun. so uh, you know, what are some things that, that right now the people who are watching, all right, uh, from your expertise and what they're dealing with, maybe they're entrepreneurs, maybe they're just stay at home workers right now. Because their company said, pack it all up and go home. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? Because they're stuck at home right now through this pandemic. So the first is um, kind of what I said before, you know, make sure you have a routine, but plan and communication. So you might have always been working at home, but now you have a family 
that's also working from home or being in your life. You know, you got kids that you're trying to homeschool. You've got maybe another spouse in the house. Um, or you well, never well, well, another spot. Wait, wait, I don't have one. Well, right? know, I don't need another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, or you maybe never work from home, and now you have to figure out how do I do all this. Mm-hmm. So the key there is you have to have a space that you can go and be quiet and not you know be working on the kitchen table when everybody's you know running around you. But the biggest thing is to communicate and have a plan. So what is the plan for today? Okay, it. 10 o'clock, you're going to do this and I'm going to go do that. You know, at 12, we're going to all have lunch together. Or maybe at two, we're going to watch a movie. Your day might become longer because you need to break it up because you're, it's just not about you and your work. So what I said, used to say, if you work in normally working from seven to, you know, five or whatever, now is the time you need to be working from seven to maybe eight or, you know, whatever that looks like for you, because we need to work, number one, no more than 90 minutes at a time mm. and without a break. And then we need to communicate with everybody else that's in the household how what the plan is for the day mm-hmm. so that everybody is on the same boat. Wow. Um, well, I love that. I just wrote that down that 90 minutes at a time, boy, I, I, I guess I need to take breaks, but like I, some days like today, I back up interview after interview. But anyway, uh, I do a lot of like my, my quiet work that I used to do during the day. I do it at night now from like at, my wife goes to bed at 10 from 10 to midnight is when I do it. Um, and I found that now I get a lot more done in that last two hours than it used to take me eight hours of the day to do all that little odds and ends. And it's, I'm finding it interesting now by breaking it up that that's a very, very easy and cool thing there. So anyway, so, you know, a lot of people listening in, all right, want to get a hold of you. All right. First of all, and that, you know what I mean? That, 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 um, that one resource you offered, I think that's on your website is all also, what is your website so they can find you and, and connect with you? It's the productivity experts.com. Oh, okay. The productivity experts.com. And that, that resource you have there, is it right on the front? Tell them again about that resource. It is. It's a um, free resource. It's called D D E hyphen stress hyphen zone. It's a de-stress zone. So there's a lot of re- free resources. There's um, videos with just some two, three minute tips that I put out there. There's articles out there. And then um, there's another section they can uh, sign up for more. And there's handouts. There's um, my TV show. Some of those um, episodes are out there. Just a lot, a lot of free resources to help people during this time and help them de-stress maybe a little bit and be a little bit more productive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. So well, well, you know, I, I do appreciate you giving all of this and showing up here and, and, and sharing all of this with my guests today. So thank you so much for coming on my show today, Kathy. Um, but Kathy, I don't know if you've watched my show, but like I have this game I like to pay, play at the end. Have you heard about my game? I, I don't know if I watched the game, but no, what's the game? I've got a list here that I created that I want to ask you called this or that. Okay. All right. About eight or nine questions. Just some of them are random. I like to ask everybody. And some of them I may have um, tweaked a little bit because of listening to you today. Okay. So you ready to play? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. 
So I like to start off with this one because it's 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 the closest thing to sci-fi that anyone and everyone knows, and that is: Are you a, into Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. So, like, you were like, you know, watching it before Disney took over it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next one here is kind of like you know, speaking of movies, all right. If you go out to the movies, do you get popcorn or candy? Popcorn. Popcorn with the butter onto it, or you got to be all healthy still? No, no, no. Well, I'm not eating it now because yeah. it's got to be loaded with butter. I know, yeah. <laughs> Load it up, baby. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you're probably not taking as many car rides right now, but if you were taking a ride in the car, would you listen to a podcast or listen to music? I used to listen to music all the time, and now I'm into podcasts. I know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we, were, we were on a road trip, my wife and I, someplace, and um, she I, and she actually brought up a podcast that, they, I, that I started listening to because of it. It was called um, – oh, and I'm, oh, 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 I can't think of the name of her. And I, I like this interviewee, too, now, all the time. She's an NPR and I love it. And I'm like, now I'm into listening to her. And I can't think of her, uh, um, the, the lady's name, but she's very well known for interviewing. But anyway, and that's how I get into podcasting. And it's funny. I was a podcaster. So let's go to this one here. All right. You, you're going out to the bar to have a drink with friends. Are you going to have a glass of wine or a glass of beer? I'm going to have a margarita. A margarita. Okay. okay. <laughs> Option C. <laughs> If I had to choose, it'd be wine over beer. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, hey, <laughs> if I had to choose, it's, it's just Jack Daniels over ice. So, hey, <laughs> okay. just saying, we all have our choices. So, yeah. <laughs> right. My next one relates to food a little bit, and that is uh, you're going out for some uh, quick bite. Are you going to have a taco or a hamburger? Uh, nowadays, I'm going to have a hamburger without the bun. Yeah, yeah. You like in and out burger? <laughs> well, I have lost 75 pounds in the last uh, eight months. So yeah. it's now healthy time. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and I, did. I found some restaurants that just sometimes you take the bun off and it's still much. It's it's good. It's a great thing. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Good choice. So based on where you live, all right, uh, the rest of the world wants to know where is which which side of the line is the Kansas City Chiefs on, Missouri or Kansas side? <laughs> Kansas side. <laughs> Are they? No, they're on the Missouri side. I thought. Uh, I, I figured you, know, you got to ask somebody. You know I mean, because you know they are the reigning world champions. Yes, the they bar. are. Yes, they are. Yep. So, I, and I figured you knew that. <laughs> all right. So this one here. All right. Do you rather dress? Would you rather dress up or wear the yoga pants and sweatpants look? Um, I guess I don't wear that look and I don't dress up. So I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. In between? But, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> all right. So my last two here, all right, are just kind of interesting ones I ask everybody. This next one can create wars, and that is the toilet paper. Does it go over or under? <laughs> it goes over. Definitely over. <laughs> That has been one of the most interesting <laughs> questions asked on my podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one here is just a personal weirdy one there, and that is boxers or briefs? Um, briefs. Okay. See, it's not that hard of a game, you know? Um, 
Hey, uh, Kathy, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, and it's, it has been a load of fun getting to know you and what you do. Uh, just tell everybody, even though it's on the audio podcast, your website one more time so they can get a hold of you. Theproductivityexperts.com. So, and again, all right, Kathy Sexton, I thank you for being on my show, The Tim Gillette Show, and sharing with my world, uh, your world. All right, guys, Tim Gillette Show, thank you for coming in to you, the audience, and for tuning in and listening to another great guest. Go check out Kathy at theproductivityexperts.com and get to know her just like I did today. And make sure you're subscribed so you can actually see us when we come on here again. Follow us on iTunes in uh, Anchor FM and over on YouTube. I'm Tim Gillette. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.